BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's going on, everyone? Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Confessions of a Server podcast. I'm your host, Quaylen Harris, the mind behind Confessions of a Server, where you can find all my funny and relatable restaurant content by searching Confessions of a Server on Facebook, Confessions of underscore a server on Instagram. And I do post restaurant content on my TikTok and YouTube pages, and you can find those by searching Q Harris 8. It's the end of summer, beginning of fall, and other than pumpkin spice lattes and being basic, you know what that means. It is football season. People are not going into Mexican restaurants drinking margaritas as much. They're heading into sports bars, drinking some beer, and cheering on their favorite football team. And if you followed me for a while, You know, I had about a year and a half in the sports bar. I worked at a place called Bubba's 33, which is pretty much just a glorified sports bar. They put big emphasis on their pizza, their burgers, and how cold their beer is. And even though their food was great and I made some great regulars there, football Saturday and Sundays were a pain to work. Oh my gosh, like I would try to get out of working, especially on Sundays, even though like the first few games of the season were really fun. People eventually would come. They would come like an hour early before their game, their team played, sit at the table, not order, only have like one or two drinks, but want to sit there to watch the game. And then while they're watching the game, they might order like some wings or something, but they would not leave the table at all. It was, it we were busy, but we weren't because people were not leaving. I could not flip a table at all working there. So that is what I'm going to talk about during this episode of Confessions of a Server. Not only that, but also in the Midwest, this is the perfect time for patios. So that's pretty much going to be my topics of discussion today. So with that being said, let's get started with a mini rant. Ah! Dear patio people, here in the Midwest, the end of summer, beginning of fall, is the perfect time to go and sit on a patio at your favorite restaurant. The weather's pretty much perfect. The sun stays up a little bit later than it does once it gets into the winter time. The colors on the trees are beautiful. But before you decide to go out and enjoy a meal with your friends and family and sit on a patio, I want to give you a few things that you should not get mad at your service staff for when you are wanting to sit on a patio. First, just like the inside, the patio has a limited number of seats. And 
You might not believe this, but you are not the only one who gets hungry at six or seven o'clock in the evening and want to go to a restaurant and sit on a patio. So if you get there and the patio is full and you have to wait, you should not get mad at the service staff over that. Second, once you finally get to your table and you sit down and you're starting to enjoy your drinks and your appetizers, the service staff cannot control the weather nor the creatures outside. So if it's not as warm as you want to be, if it's a little bit too cold, that is something that the service staff has no control over and you should not yell at them about it. If a bug decides that it's hungry as well and wants to enjoy a piece of pizza and lands on your pepperoni, that is something that the service staff cannot control also. So these are things that when you go out to eat, please understand, we want you to have a great experience. We don't want a bug to fly into your food. But if it happens, just calmly tell your service staff and don't try to get all mean with them. I promise you they will try to accommodate you the best way that they can. Steakhouses are pretty much the only restaurants I've worked in during my time in this industry. 11 years, I don't think I've ever not worked in a steakhouse. I've worked at other places, but I've always worked two jobs and one was always a steakhouse. I don't know why I have been drawn to steakhouses. I think, you know, my first job was Outback and I learned the cuts of meat, uh, steps of service are very similar, uh, drinks, everything like that, wines. And I think it was just an easy transition for me to go from one to another because I already had that knowledge. But there was a year and a half in there where my second job was at a sports bar-ish kind of restaurants. Bubba's 33. Um, if you've never heard of it, it's a Texas Roadhouse affiliate where they put emphasis on burgers, pizza, and their beer. But I think the re one of the reasons why I never really talk about working there was because I was just really, really sad, really depressed there. Um, the management staff, I only had one manager that actually liked me. The other one was like always against me and always watching me and always like tattletelling on me to the proprietor. The proprietor had a little bit better relationship with her because they just had came from the same restaurant, even though I previously worked for the proprietor for four years at a different place. So he should have known the kind of server, the kind of worker that I was, but he was still like side with her and everything. Um, even the keys that were there, they were against me, my other coworker. Like it was just a, a place where I did not have fun working. Like I legitimately would talk to the host and bussers more than I would talk to the, my other coworkers, not in like a weird creepy way or anything, but like those are the ones who are having fun. I can go and joke with them and stuff like that. I couldn't joke with my other servers and bartenders. Yeah, there was like a couple of them, but I legitimately did not get along with 90% of my service. So I think that that's, that's one reason why I just kind of stay away from talking about it just because I had such a negative time working there. But for this episode, I want to go on and talk about what's it what it was like working in a sports bar 
during service, during like a Saturday or a Sunday football time and how annoying it really was. First, I'm going to say, I just said it in the opening, you get tables who will just sit for four hours and not order anything. I never once expected that because that's not something that I would do. I would be very like knowing that, oh, I'm taking up a server's table. So if I'm going to sit here, I'm going to keep ordering drinks as I watch sports. I'm going to keep ordering food. You know, I'm going to space out my meal. So I'm not having everything within the first 30 minutes. And from that time on, while my favorite team is playing, the only thing I'm doing is drinking water. I never assumed people would actually do that until I got into working at Bubba's 33. And yes, I met some of the greatest customers that I've ever waited on, some of the greatest guests I've ever waited on working at Bubba's 33. It was a younger crowd, so I would even run into these people when I would go out to the bars and stuff like that. I haven't even, I haven't worked there in about two years, and I went to this island called Putin Bay here in Ohio, and I ran into some of my regulars on the island and they brought me around the shots. So like I've met some awesome people. Um, and I know I told the story the one time about the table that would always come in. They would let me keep my phone at their table and I could check my fantasy team. But these other people who just come in and sit, y'all, we, we need to start putting time limits on tables. If you're not ordering food or ordering drinks, you got to get the F out of there so I can make some more money. Um, another thing that I learned that is horrible are Steelers fans. And listen, I know I'm a Browns fan. And I know I joke about how much I hate the Steelers, but my hatred for Steeler fans did not get as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? As strong as it was until I started working at Bubba's 33 and having these Steelers fans come in, like half of them, 90% of them were so rude, so loud, so obnoxious. And I'm just looking at you like, even if I was a Steelers fan, I would be ashamed of the people who came into Bubba's 33. <laughs> I'm not sitting out here saying all Steelers fans like this. Like there was one guy who come in, he was a big Steelers fan. He knew I was a Browns fan. We would joke the entire season about Brown Steelers, this is that. But there was, just like I said, 90% of the other Steelers fans that came in were so rude. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I know I told this the story I'm about to tell next. I told it on the previous one, but I'm going to tell it in a little bit more detail. So we had this table come in. Um, this gentleman, I, I live in Ohio. I live in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, surrounding us, we have... Lions fans, Steelers fans, about two Bengals fans, and the, and the rest of us are uh, Browns fans, right? This gentleman came in wearing a Chargers jersey, which, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But the Chargers were playing during the time the Browns and the Lions were playing simultaneously. Um, And this man got mad because every single table and every bar guest, except for him and his wife, were in there to either watch the Browns or the Lions. So every TV in there was either on the Browns game or the Lions game. He legitimately got pissed because we could not, we couldn't even get 
the Chargers game on one of the TVs. Like it wasn't even coming up on the NFL ticket or whatever. We I, we never realized why. We never found out why, but it was not even coming up on there. He got so mad. He like slammed his pizza down, threw it on the floor, like demanded a new one, went home and wrote a Yelp review that we were not accommodating him because we would not turn the two TVs that he wanted so him and his wife could watch the Chargers game. People, if you live in an area where your team is 900 billion miles away and you want to watch that game, technology is advanced enough that you can get that game on your phone. So just watch it on your phone. I know that you came out and you wanted to watch it in a bar, so on and so forth, but know your crowd. Know the area you are going into and know that you are probably not going to be able to see your San Diego Chargers game in a bar where it's mainly Lions and Browns fan. So I'm going to go on and wrap this part up. I'm going to make this a part one about working in a sports bar during football time. And the next segment coming up is going to be a part two. And that's going to be working during Friday night. And if you live in an area that has a high school, which I'm sure all of you are, and you work in a sports bar, you know what path I'm going down. So if you've never worked at a place that serves like cheaper food, you know, cheap appetizers, boneless wings, wings, cheap pizzas, burger, let me go in and paint the picture for you. Think of like a a B-dubs or a Bubba's 33. You're sitting there working a very smooth Friday, mid-September. You're having a great shift. You think it's starting to slow down. You think you're going to get out soon. And then 9 o'clock rolls around, 8.30, 9 o'clock rolls around, and you see a group of teenagers come in. You're like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, they're they're coming out. They're they're doing something. You know, they're meeting up with some friends. And then another group of teenagers come in. And then all of a sudden, you look around and you realize the entire restaurant is full of high school kids drinking strawberry lemonades and eating boneless wings. That is what it was like working at B-dubs or working at uh, Bubba's 33 where I worked on a Friday night and I never once expected that. So so the Bubba's 33 in my town, it was new. I was part of the original service staff that helped open up that restaurant. You know, they trained us on everything else, but we never once expected Friday nights to be as horrible as they were. And when I say horrible... I mean, one week, one Friday, we ran out of boneless wings for the rest of the weekend. That's how many boneless wings we saw. I think we sold like close to a thousand boneless wings in like two hours. It was painful. It was the reason why I took Friday nights out of my availability. I would, I, I told my manager, I'm like, hey, 
I will work every single Friday morning, but I need to make sure I am out of these doors by like six o'clock because I'm not going to get wrangled in here um, working when the high school kids come. Because I was like that, honestly, working that after football, see, after the football games, Working with all those high school people was worse than working a Sunday morning at any steakhouse that I ever worked at. So for those who don't understand, um, I'll explain a little bit more. So Friday night, if you're in an area that has a bunch of high school, uh, a bunch of high schools, Friday night is football night. That's when all the, the teams play each other. You know, in Toledo, I think we have, we might have like, six six to ten high schools in our area and three or four of them are very close to my the restaurant that I worked at so they would get done playing these games all the kids in the stands would come out to eat all the players that just played hard for two hours would come out to eat and the only thing that they would order would be boneless wings fries and strawberry or blue lemonade it was my nightmare it was my nightmare. And I seen some of my coworkers cry after some of these shifts. And I, just like I said, I never expected it. And I and then I started thinking about when I was in high school, we had one place in my hometown called Lorenzo's. It was a pizza place. And now that I go back and I think I'm like, damn, now I know how that service staff felt because we would bombard Lorenzo's because it was the only pizza place. It was the only place I was open late, but we only had one high school and my high school only had 300 kids. Like I had 74 in my graduation class. No, these high schools in Toledo are all D1 thousands of kids in their high school, like two to 300 kids per graduating class. Oh, it was painful. And it was, just like I said, it was the reason why I took Friday nights out of my availability. I worked them like two or three times. Um, but yeah, I, I just could not do that anymore. So if you are someone who is listening and you work at a place like that, B-dubs, Bubba's 33, a place where like a whole bunch of high school kids go to after football games on a Friday nights, I want to hear your craziest story about dealing with high school kids on a Friday night. Send me a DM, send me an email, confessions of a server at gmail.com, or I will make this the question when I announce that this episode is up. Leave a comment on my post because I want to hear if y'all had a horrible time like me and my coworkers did. Like always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Confessions of a Server podcast. And if you are a new server who just got hired into a sports bar kind of restaurant, I hope that this podcast helped you realize what you are about to get into. <laughs> I'm not going to say I told you so when you reach out to me like, yeah, it's horrible. But you know what? Just It's, it's also great, especially if you love sports if you love football you have this time you're able to connect with your guests and if you don't know football just watch sports center like once a week just so you can have something to talk about with your guests <laughs>
<laughs> like always, you can send me a DM, a DM. You can send me an email. Reach out to me any way that you want. Tell me your stories. Tell me your confessions. Connect with me on all my platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and email. And I'll be gladly, and I will gladly get back to you sooner or later because sometimes I do get bombarded with a lot. And also make sure you are checking out the other wonderful restaurant podcasts on the One Star Podcast Network. Like always, it's been real, it's been fun, it's been real fun. Peace out.